Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Hello, welcome to Baptist Vices. As we say, the duck is in the house. Bringing it down. We're doing house calls. So we appreciate you tuning in to Baptist Vices. Today we're going to have Pastor Ray. And he's been a pastor. He's been uh, in work in the mission field in Asia, in a closed country. And so he's going to introduce himself and talk a little bit about it. Always challenge uh, folks to go to baptistpulpit.com, look around, and look at the podcast. Of course, uh, sign up for mine. But then also look at some of the authors, the other podcasts that are there. Wanted to mention that I did have uh, a book, a second edition that came out. Uh, It's a book written for teenagers, but I've had a lot of other folks read it, and they've enjoyed it. It's called Every Day is a Tough Day. So that's my counter to a famous preacher that says that every day is a Friday, which I have never found to ever be true. So Every Day is a Tough Day, and I did a second edition uh, turned out uh, pretty pretty nice. And I wanted to mention this. It is through Zulon, and so is the other book, Teens A to Z. If you order through Zulon, it is an on-demand publisher. So they print it after it's ordered. So it takes a number of weeks. You can get it through Amazon, and it may come a little faster. I'm not sure if it would, but Zulon is an on-demand. So it's cheaper to do it. You can self-publish, but it does take a little longer to get the book to you. So it's great to have Pastor Ray with us today on Baptist Vices. Well, welcome to Baptist Vices, and it's great to have Pastor Ray with us. And so I'm going to have him introduce himself because he's been a pastor, uh, he's been in mission work. And so why don't you introduce yourself, Pastor Ray? Appreciate you being with us here today. Well, thank you, Brother Dameron. It's good to good to be with you. My name is Eddie Ray. Uh, I've been serving uh, in ministry now for almost 40 years, full-time ministry for almost 40 years. I served as a pastor here in the U.S., and then for the last 25 years, I've served overseas uh, in, in Asia, in a closed country there, uh, uh, planting churches, uh, preaching gospel, planting churches, and training them uh, for ministry there. Amen. So our Baptist vice, if you would want to call it a vice, because some in the Baptist world might disagree with this, and that is walking in the Spirit. And we're not talking about Pentecostalism here, all right? Walking on pews, all right? (laughs) Snake handling. (laughs) But we're going to go to Scripture to look at this. So I will look at Galatians 5. And in Galatians 5 is where we have the contrast between the works of the flesh and the works of the Spirit. So it says in Galatians 5, 16, This I say, then walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Then it gives us a whole list of things that are the lust of the flesh, and then our list of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. We know the list. 
Then it says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And as good independent Baptists, we take the Bible literally, now not allegorically. <laughs> and when the, when the Bible says to walk in the Spirit, I believe that that's what it means, walking in the Spirit. So um, if you have some other scriptures to uh, tie into that, but if not, I just wanted to kind of do a discussion on it with especially your ministry overseas, how you've seen this evidenced in your ministry and your life and then passing along to people so that they understand what this means. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, when we start talking about uh, walking in the spirit or living in the spirit, um, most folks want to get really pokey pokey on it. It's like we need to have the the music from the twilight zone <laughs> doo, 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 playing in the background. Yes. And that's not we're talking that's not what we're talking about at all. Uh, to live in the spirit, to walk in the spirit, to be filled with the spirit. Uh, I think first of all it's synonymous being filled with the word of God. As a matter of fact, other uh, scripture points that out to be filled with the spirit, to be filled with the word of God. Uh, are the are the same things, yes. and uh, that's key to to walking in the spirit. Uh, to walk in the spirit, first of all, means that we are obedient to the known truths of God or to the known will of God. Yes, uh, as a believer, you yeah. know, praying, reading my Bible, uh, going to church, sharing my faith, uh, living a clean life—those things that we know. Yep. Um, most of the time, when people think about uh, walking in the spirit, they're thinking about that zap uh, from heaven that tells them to, you know, go buy the right lottery ticket and they win the billion dollar lottery. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't work like that at all. Most of the time, walking in the spirit, uh, I guess I should say this: all of the time, walking in the spirit is walking in the Word of God. Yes. And as we do that, uh, we become very sensitive. To the Holy Spirit, as He uses the Word of God uh, to uh, to prick our hearts, or uses the Word of God to bring thoughts to our minds about things. For example, um, there are times when I'm confronted with something, you know, Pastor Ray, can I do this or can I not do this? And when I look at it, instantly in my heart and in my spirit, I know, you know, we shouldn't do this. But I can't think of a verse right then, and it'll take me a little while, and then finally the Holy Spirit will bring uh, something to me, and, and, and I'll understand that. But it all relates back to the Word of God. Yes. Now, having said that, does, does the Holy Spirit sometimes lead us in a special way uh, to protect us or to guide us or— uh, to keep us from from getting into trouble or getting into difficulties, yes, he does. Yeah. Um, as a as a missionary in a closed country, I've seen God do that many many times. Yes. Um, probably my my favorite story to tell is I was sitting in downtown in this major city, sitting at a KFC of all places. Uh, I was studying, preparing for uh, my sermon on Sunday. My kids were taking some friends of theirs out to, to look around and play the sightsee. And so I was waiting there at the table next to me. There's a couple, a husband, wife, a little boy. The boy was about nine or ten years old. And the parents began to speak to him and try to get him to come and practice his English with me. And so I turned to them and spoke to them in English. And 
Uh, the little boy said his probably 10 sentences of English. Uh, and then we switched to their tongue and started talking. Uh, and it was amazing. Uh, their eyes opened and they were so excited. We chatted back and forth probably for about a half hour or so. And then finally, the, the father said, I'm so sorry, Mr. Ray, we have to go. Uh, I've enjoyed visiting with you, talking with you. Uh, and he gave me his, his business card. Now, what I didn't tell you is during this whole conversation, I wanted to reach into my briefcase, which was on the floor beside my chair, and get a gospel track and give to them. I've done that thousands of times before that. But every time as I reached into my into my a briefcase to do that, it just there's this nagging feeling, don't do it, don't do it. So I'm back and forth, back and forth. Well, finally, he gives me his business card, and I take it, I look at it, and he's an off-duty police officer. <laughs> so yes. in that instance, in that, instance, uh, that circumstance, the, the Spirit of God just placed that sense in my heart not to do that. Right Now, on the flip side of that, uh, there was a time where I was in the same city, and uh, passing out uh, gospel tracts. This, I, I believe the Holy Spirit wanted me to give this guy a gospel tract. I did, and within a few minutes, uh, surrounded by police, I was arrested, uh, put in jail, um, tried in absentia, found guilty of crimes against the state, and got kicked out of the country. Yes. Uh, now, if God opened the door, let me get back in there. Yep. Both instances, I'm convinced it was the Holy Spirit's leading but both with different results, but both to glorify him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have the idea that that walking the spirit always turns out the way that we think it's going to turn out, and it, it doesn't. It, it always turns out the way God wants it to turn out in our lives. But I go back to the, to the yeah. idea of the scriptures. Walking in the scripture allows the Holy Spirit to prompt us and to guide us. Yeah, and so one of the things that you— mentioned and even in both of those instances and examples but the holy spirit's leading neither of those instances went against scripture and that's where i think some people get off is that they say well the holy spirit led me well it's against exactly. scripture so scripture is our final authority but in both of those cases and then on the other side then circumstances don't dictate whether right. the Holy Spirit led us, because in, here's a similar situation and two completely different results, but you can have confidence that if you follow the Spirit's leading, that all things work together for good. That's Romans 8, which and is interesting because in the context, Romans 6, 7, and 8, Romans 8 is talking about the Holy Spirit's leading. And exactly. so then with the Holy Spirit's leading, whether the, in our estimation, the outcome is, you know, what we want or not, we can trust in God. We can trust in God. So, all right. So that, that is, I would say part one there. <laughs> um, so the, the Holy Spirit and walking in the spirit is, uh, it's following the word of God. Um, exactly. the other passage that I think is interesting when you are thinking about walking in the spirit is Ephesians four and five and in Ephesians four and five, you have a lot of discussion about walk and how you walk, which we're talking about that, uh, in Ephesians five is one of the 
famous passages about the Spirit, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. But the whole context starts in chapter 4 and verse 1, where it says that ye walk worthy. And that phrase, walking, is all through Ephesians 4 and 5. And I think that it tells us how to walk properly uh, in the Spirit. Um, Another classic uh, passage in there is, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. So evidence of walking in the Spirit, I think you can go to Ephesians 4 and 5, and you can find whether your walking in the Spirit is aligned with Scripture properly, if that well, makes sense. Exactly. And I find, and I know many of the pastors listening find this is true, oftentimes when people want to do what they want to do, they cloak it in saying, the Holy Spirit led me. Uh, how many pastors have had people come to them and say, uh, Pastor, I'm leaving the church. The Spirit has led me to go somewhere else. Uh, you know, when, when you cloak things like that, you can't argue against it. How, how do I say, well, no, he didn't lead you that way. Yep. Uh, unless, unless I look at your life and I see that, well, you're going to a place that uh, has uh, lowered the standards, or you're going to a place of lesser holiness, or you're going to a place where uh, there's a lesser stand on the Word of God. Yes. And that would be the only way to be able to defend against that. Yes. So um, we'll kind of wrap it up here with this idea of walking in the Spirit. I believe walking in the Spirit is something that is very important for every believer to learn, talk on. Uh, I'm actually teaching a class on the big word is pneumatology. So it's the study of the Holy Spirit. And, the, you know, when you go and you teach something through, I'm sure as you've taught um, in church uh, and, and teaching pastors, trying to help them understand, when you're teaching something, it refreshes all of those passages become so vibrant again. And that's what's happened to me yes. just in thinking and reading through the work that the Holy Spirit does in a believer's life and through him and what he desires to do. Um, this idea of walking in the Spirit is not just for preachers. It's not just for missionaries. It's not just for those that are going out in full-time service. Uh, every person that names the name of Christ should learn the ministry of the Holy Spirit to them. Exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, what you just said is, is certainly true. When we're teaching something, if we're not getting more than our students, we're probably not preparing enough. <laughs> uh, so it, it really is a, a great reminder when you go back through those things. Uh, you know, there, there seems to be two extremes. There seems to be the extreme of, of well, I don't have to follow the Holy Spirit. I just do my duty, you know, rah, rah, let's do it. And then the other extreme is, well, I'm going to McDonald's today, and I've got to allow the Holy Spirit of God to lead me as to whether to get McNuggets or a Big Mac. Right. Probably uh, neither. You know that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go get a salad, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I agree with you. Um, we have to, I think as independent Baptists, sometimes uh, there's ditches on both sides. 
of an issue. Yes. And you have to be yes. careful because you fall on one or the other. And sometimes we see somebody that is extreme on one side. And so instead of being balanced, we jump way to the other side. And if we're not careful because of maybe some charismatic or somebody that we don't like as far as their take on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, we do not get to experience and realize all that the Holy Spirit can do in and through us as a believer. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I appreciate you taking time to be with us, um, talk through uh, this topic. It's a it's a deep topic. I understand, and we didn't uh, we didn't cover everything about it. But I hope that it encourages people uh, to be engaged in the study of the Holy Spirit through Scripture. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you.